0: Hi. In today's episode, we'll be talking with Marielle from Itumu Elmare, her solo project. I had this unique experience of being able to talk with Itumu Amare, who is a unique individual that our scene is really privileged to have. And we get pretty in-depth In terms of mental illness, mental health, and her own struggles with bipolar disorder. And I feel, after the episode was recorded, I uh, texted her and I asked her, "Do Do you know of a good resource that people can go to? that they can find here that's local in this area. And we, it seemed that we both came to the consensus that there's not really a good resource. And I found that really sad. Um, I think we need to destigmatize mental illness. And, you know, in my own journey, it wasn't too long ago that... Cancer was stigmatized, and people were afraid to talk about it. And I know I'm doing this from my own personal worldview, but I know that without resources, without the ability to be honest and share your experiences with cancer. Uh, we wouldn't really be in the place that we are now. Maybe I'm taking this a little too personally because I know how important it is to have resources, to have a place that you can reach out, that you can share your experience and help others share that experience as well with you. Maybe there's something to be taken from that, and I know that I'm rambling a little bit, but... I hope that you enjoyed this episode and check in on each other. Please. Welcome to Champagne is Also a Band podcast. One songwriter, one song. I am Sven your host for a journey into the music of Champaign-Urbana. Recorded in the Blue Box studio with a songwriter from the Champaign-Urbana music scene, past or present. Welcome to Champagne is also a band podcast. Today with me is Atumu Elmari And she has come in to play an unreleased song. And we recorded it. And now we're going to listen to it. But first, I just want to say hello. Welcome to the show.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, thank you. I'm, I appreciate you coming out and uh, spending that extra time getting that part recorded so that we can have it and we can have exclusive release so anyway let's take this moment and uh and just give a listen to it and then kind of let's talk about where it came from and where it's going and where you'd like to release it and share with the rest of the world so and here we go
2: What you expected you asked for did you want something more easily you can take advantage of my rambling mind it skitters and skids and runs away with time chase the bouncing ball I see it go into the busy street it doesn't stop me Maybe the cars will look up from their phones, the multitasking that never ends. And I sprint across the river. I am God. Watch my toes dance across the water. I leap and fly and can never die. I die. I die. Thousands, millions, I count everyone. Organized by color, by size I record the footsteps And I, I count the seconds And I, I want you in my bed I, I, I want you here and now Oh God, what can I do? I'll save my every word if I can sing to you Fingers snapping style Even without the sound The moving motion cross my skin Keeps me around Sneeze God bless you I please I don't know why I don't know why who made up the concept of time I want to be their lover paint the dark walls white splatter across the lines I don't I don't I don't know why my fingernails increasing grow to the beat of my own drum I will grow to the beat of my own drum See you with my own two Eye, eye, eyes Can you come closer Or have I frightened you My dear, 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 dear Oh dear, dear, dear What have I done now I've realized the beast now All the racing and rambling Has come through my teeth And you saw the monster Dwelling within me Cause white pills can damper But cannot delete Only so much without shock therapy And you turn away now Turn away from me But I cannot blame you For who learned to love a beast I cannot blame you I cannot blame you for who could ever learn to love a beast
0: so in general what is your your writing practice do you usually come up with words first or do you come up with something and you're just playing uh you're playing on the ukulele or you're playing on the guitar or it just kind of forms that way
1: um with my writing process it depends like if i sit down and i don't really have a specific idea and i'm like i want to write a song um i usually do what i call kind of like improv sessions so um sometimes i'll just play like four random chords And just see what comes out of my brain. Um, When I was in high school, when I was, like, really trying to write a lot, um, sometimes I would have people tell me three random words. And then I would have to incorporate those in the song. And if they were super weird, sometimes I would um, spell them vertically and then have to start the lines with that specific letter.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. But
1: other times a song just comes out.
0: You just did that for the last EP. I... I, I thought you at least crowdsourced uh, Facebook for three words from people. I, I thought have done that
1: on Facebook. Yeah, I've just been like, hey, I want to write some stuff. Give me three random words.
0: Excellent. So uh, this the song that we just heard has the working title of a manic, and uh, that that will be on your, I guess, also working title, uh, Pandora album. Yes, which your trying to get people to donate not donate I guess uh, you are you are looking for people to contribute to and pretty much pre pre-sale pre-buy yeah the album and um, it's just so that uh, people know that's going to be on Kickstarter and it's, is it under Pandora or actually I'll post it to the, the Facebook okay. page for uh champagne is also a band podcast and people can uh, look that up through that link. So particularly with this song, is there, is there a, a story behind exactly how this came to be or, um, and actually even with this one was it words first or was it the random chords or was it uh was it the 3 3 word uh process
1: So this one I'm pretty sure I sort of just came up with the words and when I like come up with the words I always have the melody in my head I don't usually start with like I just write and then decide the melody later it's very much like a intertwined kind of thing um i actually the funny thing is is i don't remember writing this song i just like found it in a word document in my computer i was like oh this is a song that i wrote that's not like my normal ones let's roll with this one let's just let's do this one and i really liked the chords that i had written down um because they're not usual chords that i use and they're Uh like weird like suspended fourths and like yeah seventh chords and just they're things that i normally don't use i was like i like this one it's weird for me i'm gonna see what happens so how did
0: so if you're if you return to something that you're not necessarily aware of having written um and then there's chords there did was there at a point where you went back to it and you're like Oh yeah, I remember this. As soon as you started playing it and singing it, or could it possibly be that your your phrasing or uh, the chords that you used were completely different than uh, not the chords that you used, but the way that you phrased the chords? So instead of it being just you know a half half a measure, you, it was actually a measure when you originally mm-hmm. had started that iteration. I just y- y- you had mentioned that you when every time that you play that song when we recorded it yeah. that that it's different every time and I just think that that's kind of well that's the magic of live recording or or just live performance that you can have that development or or it's it's this constantly evolving thing. Yeah. And I think that's interesting that that particular piece is also um. something it seems like with you is at listening to the piece it hits me as something that is also constantly evolving like you're the way that you deal with manic episodes mm-hmm. if if I say something that you're, you're like eh, whatever I'll just cut it out and oh so, no that's like, totally fine like, um, I'm
1: completely open about my bipolar disorder
0: okay like excellent
1: I I feel like it should be something that it's not a big deal and it's funny because i keep hearing like like celebrities and like musicians like come out as bipolar and like mariah carey just came out recently and um supposedly kanye did but we don't know if that's like for sure it was just (laughs) mentioned in a song and so it could be true or it could not be but it's really interesting because like i kind of understand like kanye called it his superpower in his song and i kind of understand that like bipolar sucks sometimes like over the winter i was i had like the worst depression phase for a really long time because i hadn't like i luckily have that kind of bipolar where it's pretty much normal and hypomanic all the time so i just kind of seem like i have adhd most of the time (laughs) so it's pretty convenient because i like get stuff done and i'm pretty happy and energetic and it benefits me a lot of the times and i can i can write four songs in one session and it's not a big deal um but then when the depression hits it's like oh my god i forgot how this felt it's just like i'm drained
0: right and at that point it's very hard to remember how it felt to have so much energy and oh yeah like like it when I get hit with depression, I know that I'm always like, well, I'll never feel that that well again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like it's really hard to not see the walls around you and not see the sunlight above you, but not know how to get above yeah. into the real world, so to speak. Not that depression... I, I don't know. Sometimes I, I feel like I... Uh, I just go with impressions in my head of how things feel. And then I realize, Oh, it's very likely that something will be interpreted in the wrong way. But, you know, I have to kind of express how I see or feel things. So anyway, I, I'm, I don't, I'm trying to, uh, in some ways I feel like I'm trying to resonate and like, hopefully that helps me ask better questions that people, um, what would you say to somebody who may uh, I certainly have the feeling that there may be those kind of manic and then depressive mm-hmm. like episodes? Um, what would you What would you say to encourage them to um, seek help or or like connect with somebody else or or just? Ha- I'm not even sure the best way to ask it, but I mean, wh- is, there, is there advice that you would give someone that may be like, I think that's what this is, but I don't know?
1: For me, I think a lot of it was doing a lot of research um, because my first psychiatrist, I had kind of, I don't remember the term for it, but probably like early onset bipolar disorder because most mm-hmm. people don't get it until like their 20s. Uh, And for me, I started experiencing symptoms at like 11 and 12. And um, usually with childhood bipolar disorder, it starts with like a pretty long term depression phase. And so I thought I was just depressed. And I went to my parents and I was like, I need to go to the doctor. I need to get medication for this. I don't want to deal with this. And the first psychiatrist I went to was like, oh, nothing's wrong with you. You're just you just need to avoid the things that trigger you and then you'll be totally fine and i'm like that's not how this works like the whole thing with bipolar disorder is you don't necessarily need a trigger and it just kind of can happen without anything and i think that's what really defined it for me and once i really started researching i didn't consider bipolar disorder i only considered depression and once i really like sat down and was looking stuff up on the computer i like read the definition and read all the symptoms and i was like oh my god this is what i have like this makes perfect sense now wow and i like saw the same psychiatrist and i was like no i think i have this and she was like no you don't you're too young to have that you don't know what you have and she was horrible i'm so glad i stopped going to see her and it turns out she put me on an antidepressant actually which was surprising but um i only found out when i was like 18 or 19 that that was the completely wrong medication for her to put me on because Uh it made me really really manic like in the course of i think i went on it probably january of my sophomore year of high school and i lost like 80 pounds i was exercising like four to six hours a day like i just had this energy that i had never had before Oh. and so it was crazy because i was basically just really manic all the time i was making really impulsive decisions i was spending a bunch of money i was just doing a bunch of stupid things and like it was only once i found a good psychiatrist that i I got on the right medication and i started kind of like shaping up and i mean i'm constantly adjusting things and trying new things and talking to different people about things and i think for somebody who thinks that they might be experiencing similar things i think research is a big deal and just understanding that their symptoms might not be the same as somebody else who has bipolar disorder and also to kind of understand that it's not this horrible diagnosis and Like it took a while for, especially like my family to kind of accept that this is what I have because they thought it was like this horrible thing. Like I was going to be in the hospital and no, there's no way you could have this. You're too high functioning and you do too much and like you're not completely overwhelmed by it. But you can still be bipolar and live a normal life. You just might have to approach things differently. And I feel like that's yeah. kind of what I do. Like, I kind of have to prep like, okay, I'm really manic right now. What are some things that I can do to kind of work with that instead of letting it keep me from doing what I want?
0: Well, and and it's interesting that, you know, terms like you're so high functioning, it's like, well, I mean, I can walk around with a broken ankle, but... And I and I'm functioning well enough, but yeah. why why I mean, I'm not trying to equate broken ankle with <laughs> you know, but I mean, there there's certain things where it's like, do I really need to allow myself to suffer if if this could be helped? Yeah, right. Exactly. Um and I, I it just it it blows my mind that there's that idea that it's just like, well, just put up with it, yeah. you know? I mean, I just, uh, so when you wrote this, the song Manic, mm-hmm. um, I guess we can kind of circle back to that where it's like the, uh, the chords and like when you picked it back up and mm-hmm. you're like, I don't remember writing this. How do, How does that feel to like come into that window and be able to... And you're like, well, I know all these chords. I know these words. And, like, how do I just kind of coalesce and bring that back together? And did it, did it feel like all of a sudden there's that melody again in your head? Or, I, it, like, for me, I would feel very, uh, like, lost. Yeah. Like, like oh, I don't, I don't know where to pick up the starting point of this map. You know, like, I don't, you know, there's no, there's no you are here part to this map.
1: I think it kind of just kind of shaped itself. And with this song, um, when I like picked it back up and I was reading it over again, I kind of liked the fact that it was kind of all over the place and there wasn't a structure and there wasn't a definite like verse, chorus, pre-chorus kind of thing. It was just me rolling with things and just going through and kind of hectic. And that's kind of how I feel. When uh-huh. I'm manic is just like all over the place. I am not controlling myself very well and it's just really random and scattered. And I, one of my biggest symptoms is I kind of think I'm invincible. And so I kind of reference that a little bit. Like mm. I say, I am God at one point <laughs> just cause like, um, it's, it's this weird feeling where I'm like, I can drive eight hours at 7 p.m. Why not? Like, I've done a lot of stupid things. Like, I can spend $1,500 in one day and not regret this. Like, <laughs> And just, I don't really think things through. And I just go without consequences. And I go without worrying how I'm going to have to fix right. this later.
0: I mean, I can, I can see that there'd be there there has got to be a certain appeal to i mean i'm like gosh i wish i had that much energy but <laughs> i i do understand like that 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 there uh, there would be some serious consequences if if you weren't necessarily like keeping that in check that sounds like uh It sounds very tiring to have that much energy
1: yes it really can be um like especially in high school when i was on the wrong medication and i was really manic all the time i mean there would be times where my parents would be like did you do coke like are are you on coke right now i'm like no i'm just really manic and they're like uh okay you just baked six dozen cookies and it's 2 a.m so i would rearrange all the furniture in my bedroom in the middle of the night and Oh it was just like, yeah, it was kind of exhausting. Yeah. Like, like, why did I decide to do this right now? Um, okay, cool. I haven't slept in like two days. <laughs> cool.
0: Oh my goodness. That's, I, and then I can see where, like, if when you, that coin gets flipped, mm-hmm. the depressive side, I mean, now you're already fighting something where you've expended so much energy and then all of a sudden like physically Mm -hmm. you don't have the, you don't have the physical energy to like recover. Does that make like you're like, well, I just don't feel like eating or preparing food or like, I don't know. I I, I don't mean to put any words in in your mouth, but as, as my own, if I would imagine that, you know to have be so tired it's just like i'm so hungry but i just can't make <laughs> i just don't want to do that you it's know? super
1: weird because i also like i also have anxiety when oh, i have yeah. the depression so it's like my brain being like why aren't you doing this look right. at all these things you have to do and i'm like Ugh, i can't do that like i don't know how i passed some of my classes this semester i Skipped a lot of class, and I like didn't do a lot of work in the very beginning, and that's when I kind of like, it was funny because I kind of went to the psychiatrist at school, and I was like, "Hey, you need to get me an appointment. Like, I need to do something about this." And they put me on a different medication, and it did not help at all. It uh, only gave me really bad side effects, and so I stopped taking it. But the funny thing is, is like, <laughs> right before i started taking that medication Uh i kind of got out of the depression phase so i didn't know it was like at the same time so i'm like i don't know if it's the medication or if i don't know if it's just the phase right because i have rapid cycling bipolar disorder so there can be multiple phases that i experience in like a day and so luckily i get i've gotten to the point where most of my depression phases are very short term they're like a couple hours a couple days maybe shorter and i can recover very quickly but then the winter really screwed me up because it was weeks right like very short manic phases in between but it was mostly just depression it's like oh lord (laughs) i have to relearn how to live with this because it had been so long since i kind of experienced that it was like okay let's yeah let's relearn how to do this again and how to recover Mm.
0: The style that you play is definitely like the not definitely, I'm sorry. That's so absolute. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sometimes I'm like, do you even hear yourself? What are you <laughs> even saying? Um so uh let's see. I I would say you've got the kind of singer-songwriter kind of style. A little yeah. bit of a little bit of uh like m- more kind of on the folk side. Um
2: I've
1: always had a hard time defining my genre. Yeah. People ask like, "Oh, Who do you sound like? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) I sound like I mean,
0: if you weren't playing and I kind of feel like I know what you're gonna say, so but (laughs) I'm gonna ask anyway so I can be surprised. Um is like so if you weren't playing the style that you're particularly playing right now, like, is there some direction that you'd like to be going in, which I'm like Eh? Is that where you're what I'm gonna go
1: with. (laughs) Um yeah, now that I'm doing smoke and space uh-huh. with grant um i am going in a very different direction than like this project especially um because most of my solo stuff is very personal and very sad um mm-hmm. and that's the funny thing with this song is it goes in a very different direction where it's kind of sad still but it's more upbeat i guess and then the stuff with smoke and space though is like all upbeat like yeah. we have one sort of sad song which was technically like Grant came up with a story about this fake character, and um, her name was Lil Bo Peach. And I have no idea where Lil he came Bo up peach. with Yes. And like, <laughs> I just got this image in my mind of like this little, like, kawaii Peach wearing this little outfit with little sheep around her. And I was like, it was really late, and I was tired. And then I just wrote this song, and it started out as like, her life getting like like this boy took advantage of her and she got all emotional and then i started relating to lil Bo peach uh-huh. and that song just like shaped itself and it got really sad and i'm like this is our only sad song but it's also empowering because i'm gonna save lil Bo peach and it was basically me now saving my prior self from this horrible situation that i put myself in but um yeah with smoke and space it's like all upbeat it's kind of like dancey like electronic-y hip-hop alternative mm-hmm. and another funny thing is like once i came back to champagne and i got involved with open mic at canopy club yeah um since a lot of the people who go there are hip-hop artists and i really like hip-hop and i like rap yeah and i like that direction I've kind of been given the opportunity to get involved with that, which I previously really didn't have an in on that scene. And so I'm like on like hip hop and rap hooks and like I'm in those songs and it's super cool now. And a bunch of them haven't been released yet because of the other artists involved and they like haven't released it yet. But it's just, it's really cool that I can get involved with that. And it can be in such a different direction from what I'm doing very cool. And, like, just recently I've been getting more into um, female artists who are kind of, not necessarily, like, solo artists, but they're the main person. Um oh, And yeah. I've been discovering a lot of those women, and they're kind of, like, more soulful, jazzy, oh. just a different direction from what I'm doing. Yeah. And that kind of made me want to go more in that direction, too.
0: What would you like to like, name drop a few of them?
1: Um, I've been listening to, like, Georgia Smith and, um, Sabrina. I can't think of her last name, like, Carino. That's probably not the correct last name. Um, and then... I can't think of other ones off the top of my head.
0: I know that you were in Wolves to Wales. Yes. And that was, uh, way back when. But have you been in any other bands besides that and then you you mentioned smoke and space but you know go ahead and give us a
1: no bands um no
0: bands no
1: bands um i i think my main reason for it was just it's really hard to coordinate with people it's yeah. really hard to coordinate i mean even with wolves to whales we had trouble sometimes cuz i mean some people would be like oh i already made plans this day and it's like we have practice every day this day and my boss wanted me to work those days and Mm. i yeah it was it's it's a lot of work to coordinate and it's funny because i kind of became a solo artist by accident oh yeah and it wasn't my plan to do as much solo stuff as i have done because i love being in a band i love it so much right and i mean i want to do pandora really badly but at the same time like i'm good just rocking with smoke and space and just going that direction because when i move i'm probably not going to do much solo stuff because mostly just time and i'm gonna have a job hopefully and um it's just like this might be my final project i'm not sure oh
0: well it might be my
1: last hurrah i'm not sure yet i mean yeah if everything gets funded and i have time to make it i'll put it out and it'll be awesome otherwise if it doesn't end up getting funded i'll probably like release a single or two off of it
0: champagne is also a band podcast is proud to support exile on main street exile on main street Located in the old train station building at 100 North Chestnut Street in downtown Champaign, has been helping to build record collections since 2004. Carrying a wide array of new and used LPs, CDs, and video games, Exile on Main Street has something for just about any music enthusiast and old school gaming devotee. So what's your favorite deep cut song from a local CU band? Because aren't they all deep cuts? You know, that's the thing. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I, I know that's... Putting me uh, on the
1: spot. It's
0: all right. We can, we can circle back to that one if you wanted to think about it. But um, you actually, you don't have to be like favorite. You could just be like, okay, what is the, like, what are you listening to from a local cu band these days or like what's what what would be a song that you'd be like this is a good song for somebody to hear uh champagne urbana group or band Mm. or music or whatever
1: i feel like i don't listen to as much recorded music from cu artists i see a lot of people live yeah um just because like i enjoy listening to them live more uh, hmm, I don't know one of the things like since I started working at w p g u one of my main things that I like want to change there oh. is getting more local people involved, yeah, um, I know I've like talked to Ryan Groff and Elsinore is on w p g u but like we needed to update stuff we hadn't put right. new stuff in, and um well,
0: he needs to put some new stuff in, if you know true. what I mean, Ryan that's Groff, true. if you're listening to this, I'm calling <laughs> you out, man. <laughs> get that new stuff out there
1: he sent me some song and it was it was special agent dale cooper and i was like yes and i listened to it and i was like yes i'm putting this on the radio
0: if you had like your favorite non-musical thing in this world Ooh. what is it
1: my favorite non-musical thing um i am a hardcore cat lover oh. i really really like cats Um, but I think I'm partial because I really, really like my cats and, um, well, yeah, they live at my parents' house. I visit them far too often. Um, yeah, they have great personalities and they are basically my children. Um, I really like video games. I have recently gotten really, really heavy into video games again. Um, I sold my Xbox, which I don't know why I did that. Um, but now since my apartment does not really have ac and it's like 90 degrees outside and Uh, my apartment is then like 85 degrees inside yeah (laughs) i've been going to my parents a lot more since my summer classes haven't started
0: gotcha and
1: my sister has a playstation 4 and i have a character on her skyrim disc and i've been playing skyrim religiously huh that is definitely my favorite video game video games and cats i also really like crafting i've gotten into crafting again
0: seriously they should make a video game that has cats Yes. That's just like cats. It's the- like sim cats. No, that would be that would be just that would just be stupid. Well, they You're have, like, what is it? Like it is time goat to clean simulator? the litter. Oh, I was gonna say it is now time to clean the litter box, <laughs> and it's like you just kind of.
1: Well, they had some like cat app that I used to play, but it was it. There was no point in it. It was. You just, like, bought toys for your imaginary house <laughs> and could see if the neighborhood cats would come visit you. And some were, like, exclusive neighborhood cats. And, like, what? you had to buy special toys for those cats to come through. What? or Oh, you had to buy special food for those cats. And oh, it, was, no. it was real dumb. I almost spent real money on it. And then I'm like, no, Mario, what are you doing? You can just Google what the cats look like. You don't need to see them on your phone.
0: What? Oh, like, it, you had to actually get up to a certain level and then you could see what the cats look like you had fo- to
1: like earn the fancy cats
0: oh you had to like no.
1: yeah you had to give them special items that is a
0: life lesson right there yeah yeah
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta spend money to get yeah. <laughs> the exclusives yeah
0: spend money to make money right is that yeah. what they say i don't know um for your new album mm-hmm. uh, pandora working title uh do you is, are you planning on, you know, fleshing out a lot of the songs or is it going to be you and the ukulele?
1: Um, the one song I pretty much have done that I definitely want to put on the album um, has a cello and a violin and a piano on it as well. Nice. And with this album, I really want, like not maybe not the majority but a good portion of the songs to have more instrumentation um that's one thing i liked about my first ep that i did with um a guy i went to college with up in minnesota Uh was he got people to be on it and it wasn't just me and ukulele and lagoon was just me and ukulele but that one was pretty personal and it was just sort of like a mini glimpse of a short portion of my life and then with vibrancy i had guitar and bass on it and it was great i loved it i mean it was a it was a little concept one but i really liked that one and so with this one i definitely want to add more instrumentation yeah and that's one of the reasons that i think i'm gonna like take it easier on my solo stuff because not everybody wants to hear a girl singing sad ukulele songs for 45 minutes like and i get put on some bills where i'm like people are going to be real bummed out when they hear me and i better not be towards the end because people need to hear me like first so then they can Hear some other stuff that might not depress them <laughs> as much, right?
0: Right. Okay. So when when the process is to add more parts, mm-hmm. are you are you just like, all right, here we're playing a G major and the C, and then we're playing a B minor, and then da da da. or is it like? And I'm sure that this may vary depending on the individual playing, but. Uh, Are you, are you like, here, I've gone ahead and written the arrangement for you. Or here's, here's what you should play in the background. Or are you just like, here are the chords. Or you're like, here, this is the song. Here, come up with a part. Yeah.
1: I kind of just let the artist go. I kind of just say like, okay, this is what it sounds like with just me. This is what the melody is. These are chords. Just see what happens. And with the one that I have sort of recorded, um i i've actually performed it a number of times um it's called white and um i i had like the cellist who came in um connor aka spark um he played cello on it and um he kind of had an idea and his part is pretty simple and i was like yes i like what that adds and then james calderon is playing violin on that piece and he's on a couple songs that grant and i have as well Um, Some of them are in the works. And he just kind of came up with a couple different melodies Uh and was just like, okay, you pick which one is your favorite and I will roll with that idea. And so I just kind of let him go with that. And we only had like one specific thing that I was like, you should do this at the beginning and the end and it will mimic this idea. And he's like, okay, I can do that. But Hmm. for the most part, I was just like, just roll with it. Let the music speak to you. And he did that's excellent and it was awesome cool. and i was super excited and then ryan byfield's playing the piano on that one oh, I got wonderful some, i got some good people on that one and yeah i pretty much just like let him go with things and it was the funniest thing because i played the chords and i didn't even tell him what the chords were and he's like oh that's a that, like i have some weird chord in there and i can't remember what it is but he just like named it off the bat and i'm like mm-hmm. oh my god yes that is the chord oh my god I can't believe you just like heard it and knew what it was he's like oh yeah yeah that's a b minor seven or whatever the chord was and I was like oh Uh yeah that's creepy yeah so (laughs) yeah I just kind of let the artists do what they want for the most part and I think I really like what that does to a piece it kind of not necessarily makes it like a like they are deciding major parts of it but Mm -hmm. it becomes a little more of a collaboration and that's one of the things i loved about wolves to whales is no one person wrote everything it was Hmm. maybe jackson would come to practice and he would have an idea and corbin would build upon that idea and i would have a song that i wrote that fit with their idea and it would just go like that
0: when when are you anticipating releasing pandora
1: I have no idea. Oh, okay. Um, Whenever it gets
0: done. Yeah. Good. If
1: it gets done, um, I told Grant because he's like, um, Mariel, you didn't actually like really talk to me about this before. Mm. You just kind of like launched the Kickstarter and you were just like, Yeah, we're gonna make an album. And I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I hope you don't like have a really specific date on this because uh-huh. I don't know when we're gonna get this all done and i was like well on the kickstarter i put a year because i don't know right. i don't want this to be a project that like causes anyone a lot of stress and since i'm gonna be a like extra full-time student like i'm taking 10 credits this summer uh, i'm just probably gonna kill me go um, you <laughs> yeah i'm trying to graduate early um like i don't want it to be a project that i rush i want it to be sort of like a oh we have a chance today let's go in and record some stuff Cool. Not to be like, we have to get it done right now. Which that was the one thing about recording in Minnesota when I lived here. Uh-huh. Was it was a little difficult. It was like, well, we gotta take advantage of our time. Cause oh. gonna have to leave. But the funny thing about that is actually the the recording of Honeymoon on Lagoon, uh-huh. that is the only take we ever recorded. Oh nice. I, uh, no one else was in the room, they just hit record. And they were like, oh, yeah, Mariel, we're, like, gonna, like, go smoke a cigarette. Just, like, record this or whatever see what happens. I'm like, okay. And afterward, after I finished that song, I was, like, crying. And I'm like, we're gonna use that take. Like, Excellent. we're gonna do that one. And that's, that's just kind of how it ended up.
0: Well, it sounds like Honeymoon is, is one of the songs that you would look back and be like, yeah, that was done right. hmm So, how about if you were to look back on any particular recording that you did that you look and you're like, you know, at the time I was like, that felt like a really shitty mistake. But when I listen to it, I'm like, I love what that does to the sound. Like, hmm. um, I just, uh, I, I, was interviewing, uh, Elizabeth Majuris and on, on the new uh, song that they're going to release, uh, came to, I was saying like, I, when she first the first note that she hits, that's the I, It's it's got a certain wavery, like uncertain quality about mm-hmm. it. And it, I don't know if it was ever established like that that was intentional or not, but we talked about it and I was like, you know, sometimes it's like that imperfection, that sense of like, it's not completely right is what makes it so right yeah like it doesn't it it sets the mood it sets the way that it feels it sets you know how how to how the whole song's going to move forward or or just yeah i mean yeah. It, it yeah it's it's the mistake that fits the mold of what the song is you know I, so anyway long question short <laughs> no is there anything that you can look back on and be like you know i it was it or not even uh, i hated it but you're just like it was a mistake that made or a flaw or like something wouldn't typically be considered good form or whatever you want to say like that you look back
1: i'm really really critical about myself and recordings and i feel like i have more things that i'll listen to and i'm like no i wish i changed that like i wish i didn't do that um like i feel like i have more of those unfortunately where i'm Mm. like if i could go back i would not do that like there's there's one part on lagoon where i i hit a hard consonant at the end of one of my words and it it doesn't match the other times that i say it i'm like oh i wish i could go back and change that like i hate that and it's just like things that other people probably don't notice right but it's like i hear that and i'm like oh (laughs)
0: like you know there's there's a there's an effect for that they can take some of those plosives out and stuff like that so you know my problem is
1: is like i get really really excited (gasps) when i first hear the recordings Uh uh-huh i'm like oh yeah and i don't focus really Mm. well um like it was funny um the hopefully single that i'm going to be releasing the one that i was talking about earlier white um grant and i and the other guys recorded it and he, he initially sent it to me and I listened through it and I was like, oh my God, it sounds so good. I love it. Oh my God, thank you. And then I listened through it again a couple of days later and I'm like, wait, there's a weird cello entrance. We have to fix that. Oh. But it's something that I didn't notice at the beginning. But then huh. once I listened back in a more critical way, I was like, oh, we have to fix that. I can't release it until that's fixed. Yeah, huh. I'm excited to bring the boys back from Wolves to Wales on this album. That'd be cool. I talk, Yeah. I talked to Dimitri. I talked to Jackson and I talked to Corbin and they are all going to have mm. a little, little something on the, on the album if I can get it out there. And I'm pretty excited to get them all back into the studio. And
0: thank you so yeah. much for being on the show and like, of course, kind of opening, you know, your world to our listener. <laughs> oh, wait, hopefully there's more soon. Um, <laughs> and uh I, I mean i'm really excited to see where the world takes you and like Me where too. you kind of go and uh how you develop your your skill set like and just where music takes you or where you take the music it's mm-hmm. gonna be it's gonna be pretty amazing so i you hope know.
1: i hope to be a musician for until i can't be a musician anymore
0: That was Marielle from her solo project, Atumu El Mare. And check out her Kickstarter project. It's out there. And I've also posted it to the podcast, Facebook, and Twitter pages. So please check it out. Please just throw down whatever you can. I think you can get the album starting at like 10, 15 bucks. I mean... You know it's going to be good, so you might as well be the one that says to yourself, I was the first one. I bought it because I knew it was going to be good. Thank you for listening to Champagne is Also a Band podcast. This is Sven reminding you, great music is out there. Go find it where you live. Do you like and babble? Do you like wasting lots of time? Well, Damien Duffy After Dark podcast might just be right up your alley. Brought to you by Blue Box Studio. <laughs> you did five, four, three, one, two. That's confusing. Wait, yeah, there we go. Okay, okay. so you want okay. me to bunt? Got it. <laughs> bunt? Because it's hand bunt. gestures no. that no one can see. Yes. Anyway, okay, let's get ready. We're gonna do a commercial. I'm gonna do it right now. You ready? Here we go. Do you hate yourself? Do you wish you felt like you weren't a piece of shit? Listen to Damien Duffy
2: After Dark and learn that there are people dumber than you. Damien Duffy After Dark. After Dark.
0: After Dark.
2: Like an adrenaline shot for your self-esteem.
0: Blue you have a studio on the inside.